Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So here at Brightline Eating, we just released the Food Freedom videos, the Masterclass series, and we just welcomed a whole massive crop of people into the Brightline Eating Bootcamp. And when the Food Freedom festivities started a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I did my very first Facebook Live in a little while. And um, someone on that Facebook Live asked me a question and I saved it for this week's vlog because I know we've got so many people starting Brightline Eating fresh right now. And this message is for you. So someone on the Facebook Live typed in, it, her name was Missy, and she typed in, I just started and I'm dying for some sweets. Does it get any easier? And I answered her on that Facebook Live, and then I asked her permission to shoot a vlog on it. And she said yes, and she said we could use her name. So here's what I said. I said, Missy, it absolutely does get easier. It absolutely does get easier. We have hard data on that. Our data show that by the end of the eight-week Brightline Eating Boot Camp, 95% of boot campers have experienced their cravings going down to little or no cravings anymore ever, which means that in just eight weeks or less or less because the curve goes like this. So the cravings are going down pretty much the whole time. You can be free of those cravings most or all of the time, free of those cravings. And That means that in just eight weeks, the dopamine receptors in your nucleus accumbens, they replenish, they heal, they become more numerous, more responsive, and you don't have that just aching, craving, uh, just the way you expressed you're dying for some sweets. I so relate to that. I've experienced it before myself and it's, it's, it's stunningly horrible. It's, it's so horrible. It's hard to put words to it, what it's like to want that food that badly. But in just eight weeks, the brain can heal, um, uh, most or all of the way. It's remarkable. Now I have, um, two suggestions to really, really, uh, for you to grab onto if you're feeling like you just need this to get easier. The first one is to keep in mind something called intermittent reinforcement. Now, if you want the full scoop on this, I have a whole vlog on intermittent reinforcement. And you can, if you don't know where to find my vlogs all the time, you find them at brightlineeating.com. Super easy. There's a vlog uh, tab that you click on. And then uh, there's a search bar. So you could just type in intermittent reinforcement. Now, the thing about intermittent reinforcement is, uh, it's, it's like I used to teach it in psych 101. Okay. So here's how I would teach intermittent reinforcement. Basically, um, if, um, you train a rat to press a lever to get food, 
You know that like you got a rat in a box and, you know, there's a little dish that food comes out of. You can train a rat to press a lever to get food. Now, if every time the rat presses the lever to get food, great. The rat will press the lever, gets food. Press a lever, gets food. Okay. If suddenly you make it so that no food comes out anymore, what the rat does is it presses the lever, no food. Presses the lever, no food. Presses the lever, no food. And it goes and sits in the corner and sits there. Takes just a few presses for the rat to realize the gig is up, the lever is broken. Meaning, by just stopping the reinforcement, you made that lever pressing behavior go extinct almost immediately. Just extinct. It just stops. The rat just goes and sits there. Okay? Now keep that in mind. Extinction. That's what we want. Okay? Now, the equivalent for you is if you start bright line eating and you stop eating sugar and flour abruptly and completely, your brain will be like that rat. Please, don't you want, don't you want to give me some, some sugar and flour? Nope. It doesn't come. Come on. Don't you want to give me some sugar and flour? Nope. It doesn't come. Come on. Don't you want to give me some sugar and flour? Nope. It doesn't come. Your brain stops asking. I guess the gig is up. We don't eat that anymore. Your brain is like the rat. It just goes, sit, sits in the corner and stops asking. So the, the, the hounding you for a treat behavior goes extinct. That's what you want. Okay. That is the value of fortitude right from the beginning. On the other hand, you got that same rat. You train it to press a lever, get food, press a lever, get food, press a lever, get food. But then, you back off just a little bit. Now it's got to press the lever twice to get food. Huh. It'll do that. It'll press nothing, press again. Now there's food. Now you make it variable and intermittent. You just make it like, who knows how often the rat's got to press the lever to get food. It'll keep pressing the lever. You'll turn the rat into one of one of those zombies in a casino pouring quarters into a slot and pulling that slot machine lever because you, it, you never know when it's going to pay off. You never know when it's going to pay off. What happens is intermittent reinforcement is extremely robust against extinction. The behavior basically never goes extinct. What that means is if you give in to your brain hounding you for a treat once in a while, but hard to say when, whenever you just happen to cave, what you're doing is you're creating a brain that's going to hound you for a treat. I I don't want to say forever, but it's going to make it very, very, very hard to make those cravings go away, to make it stop hounding you for a treat, to make that behavior go extinct. Okay. So what that means is be strong, be absolute, be resolute right up front, right up front. Okay. Now the other thing I have for you is a suggestion that's born of, um, all these people I've coached who had a beginning to bright line eating that was unusually hard, but they made it through. And what they report is that the thought of picking up any sugar or flour 
immediately sends them to thinking about the torture they were in in their first few days, withdrawing from sugar and flour, and how hard it was to not eat it. And they know at the deepest soul-burning level that they never, ever want to have to do that again. And it keeps them away from sugar and flour for the rest of their life. They never want to go through that again. So my, my invitation to you, Missy, and all the Missies out there who are thinking, this is so hard. This is so hard. Will it get any easier? I just am dying for some sweets. My invitation for you is to sit. It doesn't have to be for long. Just for the, the presence of mind to take one full breath and really be there with the force of that craving. Let it sink into your cells, to your tissues, to your toes, to your being, to your soul. Let it sink all the way in. And just think to yourself, I never want to go through this again. I'm going to get through this once. And then I'm done. And with that approach, you can turn these cravings and this hard time into something that will pay dividends for the rest of your life and keep you healthy and bright and free. So thank you for asking that question, Missy. And to all the people all the people starting Brightline Eating right now. I love you. I'm so excited for you. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the community. Welcome to Brightline Eating. You're now a Brightliner, soon to be a Bright Lifer. We do this. This is what we do. And you've got this. You've got this. I know some of you are saying it's not, it's not hard. It's easy. It's all, it already clicked into place. Awesome. Doesn't for everybody right away. So this, this vlog is for the person who's really, really, really wanting, really wanting some of that sugar or flour, some of that sugar or flour. You've got this. And I guess the last thing I'll say is watch for the shift. And what I mean by that is there will be a shift in not too long where the sugar and flour thought doesn't have the pull on you that it does now. It's like a light thought. It's like it's more like your brain testing you saying, are you sure you don't want some of that sugar flour? Look over there. Does that look kind of good? Are you sure you really want to do this bright line eating thing? Are you sure? It's light. It's, it's, a, it's an invitation, but it's not a demand. It's not a need. Watch for the shift. When the cravings become light, like just thoughts, like a butterfly landing on your shoulder, like just a light invitation, you're home free then if, 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 if you keep mental fortitude against those thoughts. You just throw up a mantra like, that's not food to me, that's poison to me. That's not my food. I don't eat that food. When you have mental fortitude against those thoughts, boom, you've got this. So watch for that shift because these, um, I'm dying for some sweets. Does it get any easier? That's going to change for you to, uh, rarely thinking about it. But when the thought comes, it will be a whole different type of experience, not, 
not guttural and, you know, from your, from your chest and your stomach and your throat and your every bit of you wanting that. It'll be just this light sort of easily brushed aside mental thing. It'll be a totally different thing. So that's coming for you. Welcome everyone starting your bright line eating journey. So excited for you. Welcome to the community. I love you. I'll see you next week.